Jordan! Ian! Who was doing their grocery shopping, and whilst pushing their trolley, accidentally sneezed in Latin, which summoned a trolley demon that promptly destroyed the whole shop, leaving locals rather annoyed. Lindsay Lohan? No! Two guys! What? And welcome to episode 55 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where demons are the last thing on my mind because I have to put up with this guy. Jordan! Jordan, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Good! Good to hear! <laughs> and uh, before recording, I was browsing Facebook mindlessly, as you do. As I don't. <laughs> came across this post from The Rustic Arms, which is a pub in Pontefract. Okay. And it's gone a little bit viral <laughs> because it says, A phone was handed in at a bar with a picture of said phone, and on the lock screen <laughs> it says, Oh God. Can't believe you shit me and legged it. <laughs> P.S. You left your wallet here, but I've used your card to buy a McDonald's breakfast. (laughs) Which is, I think, fair compensation. Yeah, I mean, she has, or he, has incriminated themselves. Absolutely, yeah. Which is unfortunate. You shouldn't have done that, Ian. Look, mate, I was checking out the house, right? The monk house. And I just happened to cross some super cool guy. And he was like, do you want to come back to mine? I was like, yeah, why not? And then we had a cup of tea. Uh, Didn't sh** him. Don't know why he said that. Then uh, I left my wallet there as I was coming home. Ah, yeah. Hey, hang on a minute. My wife doesn't listen to this, does it? We had the fucking dirtiest night of rough sex <laughs> I have ever had in my life. <laughs> I love as well <laughs> how you said my wife doesn't listen to this, does it? Did I? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for you to hear that back. My wife doesn't listen to this, does it? Listen to this, does it? Does it? Does it? <laughs> oh, f- I should probably say something else to put in its place. <laughs> People are not properties here, and I've told you this a million times. Look, right, I have been at work for 11 hours today, okay? I've been up since 6 o'clock. It is now half past 8 at night. I am f***ing tired, right? So I did not mean that. It was a slip of the n- Oh, or something. was it? Fraudulent. Right? <laughs> yeah, fraudulent, fraudulent yeah. <laughs> Freudian. <laughs> See, now you're on it. We're both f- Oh, it's too late. It is. I have to be honest. I've had a good day, though. Took the dog for a walk on the beach this morning. That was great. Lovely. And then this afternoon, I've spent about four hours recording with Sophie, the duck lady. Nice. So we got some vocals down for some songs. And then I went to my mum and dad's for a beautiful dinner. Delicious. And then I'm back here for recording. And actually, just prior to this, I was slightly late to get to you, wasn't I? Because I've just booked a flight for France in May. Actually, ironically, I think... We were actually due to start earlier than we said. So because you did that, we actually started bang on time. So nice job. Ah, there you go. Oh, you know, you're welcome. I I knew that. Yeah, of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Profusely apologising to me before we started. (laughs) You know, just want to be a nice guy. Of course. Anyway, after all that, how the heck are you, Ian? Because I hear there's maybe a new tattoo. Yes, there is two new tattoos. Oh, go on. So this is obviously the first time we've recorded since my birthday. It is. And the new tattoos have made their arrival on my arm. I have one which is a kentucky goblin which is the the ting ting runaways when you shoot at them perfect and the second one was the last spur of the moment image that i found online which is a happy little smiling ghost oh i wondered if it was actually something of real note oh no it's just a little ghost <laughs> fair enough i was really disappointed there was no squonk yeah i kind of decided against the squonk on account of the fact that it looks f- 
horrendous. <laughs> At least the rest of my arm has a little bit of uh, <laughs> fit right in. Oh, oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's, uh, my arm looks all right. I think you know it's, it's full of cool little little creatures and cryptids, or you know some of them are quite sweet, quite innocent looking. You know they're pretty cool, and I didn't want to add a dirty, great big f-ing squonk in there. I know, you know but... cramping everyone's style. I'd wake up, my other tattoos would be up the top of my arm trying to escape the. F-er. <laughs> yeah, could, oh, could you imagine if that was the thing where your tattoos moved around? I once watched a twilight zone i think it was okay where a person got a tattoo and it was a picture of a devil and it started talking to them and trying to control their thoughts and it was evil and i remember watching that as a child and thinking i am never getting a tattoo because that's terrifying and here i am yeah alas (laughs) got plenty 30 odd years later and inked up so i guess you're well over that now (laughs) yeah oh yeah absolutely i just uh drowned them out with alcohol (laughs) brilliant so i assume you're gonna put that on the instagram i will do by the time you are listening to this there will be pictures on the instagram excellent so enjoy any hoodle me old poodle what are you going to be telling us about today (laughs) well ian so do you remember over a year ago now i let the two guys what's up world know a little bit about fesshole yes i remember that of course i do i love that and i i read Fessholes daily. I do too, and I realise that it's literally been over a year since we recorded it. Oh yeah, definitely more than that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, little side note: I remembered the other day in our bonus episode when we were talking about just how long episode one took to edit. Oh yeah, do you remember I asked you that? Uh, I had the sudden remembrance that I sat up all night out of excitement and edited that in eight hours. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. On Garage Band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then sent it to you, but uh, the rest is is on. It's on the bonus episode. If you want to go and have a listen to us, take the p- out of ourselves for about an hour. <laughs> Why not? It's worth it. But yeah, sorry, I just thought I'd let you know that. But yeah, over a year ago, so I will be doing a- another round of Fesshole because, like you said, I also read these almost daily. I even get notifications on my phone for new ones that ping yep. up. And I've gone through this past year and found ten of my favourites from this year. And I figured, you know what, I might as well share them. Fantastic. I hope I haven't heard them. Otherwise, I'm going to switch off. I mean. I'm tired. I could fall asleep at any second. You could. I did just have to wake you up. You did. It's been a fair few times. You won't notice that in the edit. (laughs) So, Ian, what have you got for us today? Well, today, Jordan, I am going to be giving you some information on the Men in Black. Oh, I love it. This the uh, one with Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, the Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith film, feature film from, I think, what, 1994, was it? Amazing. Uh, the information that you think I'd have written down if I'm going to be filling your ears with that for about an hour, but here we go. I am, of course, kidding. I am be talking about the creepy motherfuckers, those dirty, pesky b- men in black the, the ones who come and freak you out okay that's fine then but to start us off jordan in my segment telling you about men in black i'm going to ask you how much you know about it are we talking about the film or the phenomenon the the creepy assholes not will smith or tommy lee jones right yeah <laughs> <laughs> clarification ian because you know he's been a little bit of an asshole of late hasn't he there has been a, an incident yes that was a while ago though we are behind the news <laughs> that is very true but you know some new sticks oh some new s- sticks i thought you said some new sticks <laughs> <laughs> drummers man so yeah the sticks on the brain anyway <laughs> what do you know about the men in black well i know that they are apparently men wear black sunglasses normally very suited and booted aren't they yeah yeah very prim and proper and they are there to essentially tell you not to say anything about what you think you have seen. Very good. Top marks, Jordan. Thank you. That is all very true. So, ready for Fesshole? Uh, yeah, thanks. You've <laughs> completed my segment for me. Thank you. <laughs> but 
but I think the level of terror and fear these creepy shits are willing to bring to people's lives to ensure secrets are kept, or even just what they are theorised to be, may not be so well known. So, that is what I am going to be giving you nightmares about today. Love it. So the first story I have for you comes from a woman by the name of Helen, who in 1994 relayed her story to Nick Redfern, a prominent researcher who delves deep into the MIB phenomena. Helen says one day she was happily chilling out at home, where she lives in Cannock Chase, which is central England, for those who don't know, because I didn't know, when out of the blue, she heard three slow, deliberate, hard knocks at her front door. Confused, as she wasn't expecting anyone, she walked to the door to see who it was. And stood there was a man, five foot tall, he was gaunt, he had a scary aura about him, his lips looked to be purposefully coloured with lipstick as if to give the impression of proper colour, his eyes were dark, and his skin was extremely pale, which only made the black suit he was wearing seem more prominent. Yeah, like a suited and booted albino. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's like flip it in negative. Yeah. And they've got an amazing white suit. Perfect, yeah. They've got a lovely white suit. And what does that mean? I mean, for all occasions, you know, <laughs> whether it's a... A wedding. Yeah, a wedding or a yeah. funeral. Oh, well, I think the black suit might be more appropriate for both of those things, to be honest. I think it could be. What about a christening? Uh, maybe. Bar mitzvah. I, mean, I don't know the attire for all these events. I couldn't tell you. You really put me on the spot here and i don't like it okay i'm sorry but this guy he was stood there for a while just staring and saying nothing he then took off his hat which revealed a badly placed wig of jet black hair despite him looking 60 plus year old which seemed odd to our pal helen she said he was just staring at her for a long time and she felt scared so she just stood there staring back at him in shock when finally he spoke he said we would ask you to cease your studies and she was like you what pal because she had no f***ing clue what he was on about, and he just repeated it, exactly the same as the first time, as if it was a pre-recorded message. We would like you to cease your studies. So at that point, she dropped out of uni. Yep, she was like, okay, I will give up being an architect. Who needs dreams anyway? I'll just <laughs> turn to... Crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've been looking for an excuse. <laughs> I'll just be a rogue architect. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll develop buildings on the on the down low, not tell anyone, and just build them overnight. That'll show people. I'll secretly change the plans. <laughs> what, she actually means she's going to go around people's houses and change locks on the doors. Well, she's not a locksmith, <laughs> <Yeah>. idiot. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what kind of hobbies she has. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but Helen asked for clarification on just what the actual f*** this guy was talking about, and he replied, The skylights, always the skylights. This triggered a memory for something that happened to her and her husband. They had recently witnessed a UFO while driving home, but with this memory came more that she had previously forgotten. She now recalled that after seeing the lights, both her and her husband had strange dreams of seeing what seemed to be little men surrounding their car stood off in the tree lines of the road that they were on. Probably all the homeowners of those people's houses that she changed the locks on. I think you could be right, to be fair. Give me the keys. <laughs> not, not being funny, though, right? But, okay, these men in black, they're meant to be intimidating, aren't they? Yes. So they just repeat the same things, like the skylights, always the skylights. Surely it'd be more intimidating to be like, don't you f***ing talk about those UFOs that you saw. If you do, you're in the ground. See, you'd say that, right? But that's too human. But what is going to follow is a lot more terrifying. Right, okay. She might have thought about, oh yeah, the new skylight we've installed in the kitchen. I need to pay him for that. I think he would probably have found a way to get his point across had she gone, oh yeah, my skylight. What, you mean the ones in dining room? <laughs> what, do you want to come see them? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, are you his dad? Have you come for the money? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, just come in, mate. Yeah, it's just in dining room. Skylights, always the skylights. <laughs> yeah, but I think because he said that, it triggered the memory. It's, it's more fear-inducing, I think. But I think what the point of it is, is it's not human, and it's so strange. Like, So someone turned up at your door and went, don't f- talk about skylights, mate. You'd be like, all right, pal, calm down, and you'd be a bit shaken. But because it's so out of the ordinary, and it's so strange, and it's such a bizarre interaction, it leaves you feeling more unsettled. Right. Which is worse. Yeah, I get that. Anyway, this man in black continued to say cease and dream easy and then continued to stare at her for an awkward length of time Helen felt like she was going to be attacked but instead he finally just turned and walked away and this is where a little bit extra comes from Jordan where you might be thinking someone just shouting in your face is a little scary but Helen all of a sudden came over with a bout of dizziness she shut the door and had to go to bed where she slept for three hours but when she woke up it wasn't over there was a horrible sulfurous smell that permeated the house that took days to air out Days? Days, yeah. So this story, right from the get-go, shows just how horrible these bastards are, the level of intimidation they give off, the high strangeness that follows their visits, the bizarre look of them, and the feelings that they emanate. All of these things are typical of most MIB encounters. But what the actual f*** are they? Any clues? I actually don't know. Short answer, no one knows. No one knows where they come from or where they disappear to. There are countless stories of visits where they will arrive, say some ominous shit to you, leave your house, and then when you look out after them, mere seconds later, even in a place where there should have been nowhere to go or hide, they have inexplicably disappeared, vanished into thin air, like a burp in a hurricane. <laughs> So poetic. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I got an E in English. I think you should have got an A+. I would have given myself an A+, had I had the chance. So it would seem like they are something paranormal, but what avenue of the paranormal do they come from? Again, f*** knows, but there are theories. Are they demons? Government workers? Aliens? Occult humans? Time travellers? So let's play a little game here, Jordan, and explore that. I am going to give you a little explanation of each, we'll discuss, and then at the end we'll give our thoughts. Sound good? Okay, yeah, sounds good. Smashing! So, demons, following on from the fourth dimensional kind of shit, they could just be something that emerges from there to further throw us off the scent. So they could just be the exact same entity that we witness, say the UFO, and then they come to throw us off. So it seems like there is something working with or against or for these forces. Yeah, I get you. So it's like they are teaming up. Well, it's just the same thing. Just coming to you in different guise. Oh, I see. Okay. So as in like they've changed their form, but it's still the same entity. Yeah. To make you think, oh God, I saw this UFO. I should probably say something. And then that comes and it just makes you feel even more fear. So it wants your fear, you know, and it's like getting the lemon, squeezing it and then putting it on the juice to just get that little extra goodness out of it. Fair enough. Doing this to intimidate you and just prolong it, really. And very citrusy. <laughs> and deliciously citrusy. <laughs> Government workers, though. Seems logical to me if there is indeed a cover-up afoot. Um, I've never thought of them as government workers because they don't seem human. Well, uh... I mean, you could probably argue most government are very inhumane. <laughs> very true. But I think there's a, there's, there's a few different avenues, which I don't actually cover in this segment, but there's a few avenues, like maybe they're government workers, you know, which are like the goons who kind of work for the government. There's the alien ones who are like alien-human hybrids, you know, which are sent, so they kind of look like they should blend in, but they're actually aliens. Right. Telling you to shut up, that kind of thing. So they kind of look human, you know, hence the, the, the lipstick to make it look like they've got lips. <laughs> Yeah, really badly done. This kind of looked like not really human, like a bad imitation of one. Yeah, like humans are meant to have this, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, humans are supposed to be able to talk, aren't they, and say the same thing twice. It will just pre-record <laughs> a message, and then if you need to say it again, we'll just play the same clip. Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're like, <laughs> Kevin, you need to remember to move your lips. Oh, sh- sorry. <laughs> oh, sh- 
Yeah, sorry about that. Some weird puppetry. So aliens doing the same thing as the government, essentially just trying to keep some shit covered up. Yeah, fair enough. And the final one, occult humans. I've never really heard of this theory, but I guess it could be, as the time travellers I guess would also be, serving some purpose to maybe try and hide something from us normies that they're aware of and are perhaps working with or using to their own advantage, like the occult magic demon summoning for their own malicious intent. Okay, yeah, I've never heard of that as an idea either. I haven't really, and uh, I think that's probably the one that I would least maybe go down the avenue of I, I would say it's probably just alien and government cover-ups okay in the realms of how f- crazy it is that seems like the most logical and reasonable explanation yeah ironically I'll, again i'll be honest i never thought of them as being any kind of government thing they could be however i have i guess probably thought of them as being a form of alien right to you know try and get the witnesses off the scent okay okay fair enough so are you not very familiar with the whole government working i've never really bought that purely because they as you say they never seem to be human like you know they've got no lips but they've got them painted on and i assume most government officials do not look like that i would hope not <laughs> well, imagine like you're trying to get your hedge cut or something like that so you call a council up and like these creepy men in black turn up with hedge trimmers and like painted on lips like we're here to cut the hedge and you're like what i won't talk about the aliens don't know forget about the aliens we're here for the hedge today (laughs) the hedge always the hedge (laughs) yes in the back mate (laughs) i won't say anything about the aliens i swear get off the aliens no one cares about them today we're on holiday Yeah, that'd be great. So, another story for you, Jordan, and a rather important one, actually, for this story is said to be the first recorded encounter with the workers in black. It all began with a man named Albert K. Bender. Al Bender was born in Pennsylvania on June 16th, 1921. During World War II, he served in the U.S. Army Air Force until October 7th, 1943, where he left after an honourable discharge. He moved back to Bridgeport and lived... What? <laughs> Nothing. You want to say something? No, I'm good. Okay. You sure? promise okay he moved sorry say something no okay sorry i thought i thought i I heard you just slip something in there if you need to say anything mate just put your hand up (laughs) we're not in person now so you won't see (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) he moved to bridgeport and lived with his mother and stepfather at 784 broad street but bender did seem to be quite the eccentric he was the type of guy that the locals saw as a kind of nutty guy the guy who would babble about conspiracies and all that kind of jazz and uh, they kind of might have been onto something because he actually filled the attic where he lived which he called the chamber of horrors with an unusual collection of no less than 20 chiming clocks it also had its walls featured with faux skulls shrunken heads and a mural of nightmarish creatures he decided to paint on his walls insistent on freaking out friends and family who came to visit okay well that's weird it is a bit strange sounds like one of those kind of weird uncles yeah i can see that <laughs> and uh this story doesn't mention that he's got any kids so he might just be that creepy uncle oh well hey kids do you want to do you want to come and see my chamber of horrors <laughs> yeah because that sounds enticing <laughs> bender and his chamber of horrors <laughs> sounds like a shit harry potter doesn't it it does <laughs> Right, I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, and like, his parents are like, you f***ing stay away from Uncle Al. It's like, no, 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 it's just shrunken heads and stuff and, and creepy, you know, creepers on the wall. <laughs> Bender's interest in the supernatural coincided with the surge of UFO sightings in the late 1940s. Namely, a December 5th, 1945 disappearance of a squadron of Avenger-class aircraft that disappeared over the Atlantic, as well as the boat and the nine crew members that went out in search for them which still hasn't been solved to this day and is a big story in the world of the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, and actually Bermuda Triangle is an interesting topic too. Yeah, I kind of feel like it died out. Do you? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's another one of those things, I think, that people were scared of when they were kids. I mean, I know I was fucking terrified of it. It's just like, in later years, it's just like, who, who cares? I think we've sussed that one. We know what's going on there. Do you think, though? Yeah, I, I haven't really heard a lot about it in recent years. Yeah, I suppose. Have you checked its Twitter account? It d- deleted everything, mate. It purged. Just fucking deleted everything. Just said, um, it just says on permanent hiatus. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay, it's a bit like Paramore then. But it says, it's uh, funnily enough, it says, getting old but still a cute triangle. <laughs> <laughs> but this led Bender to begin digging into the reports and eventually established the International Flying Saucer Bureau, or the IFSB, or the IFSB in 1952. The IFSP headquartered straight out of Bender's very own Chamber of Horrors. It attracted 600 members worldwide with Bender serving as its president. However, strange occurrences plagued the poor guy. Ill health, mysterious phone calls and telepathic messages. One time he received a call where upon answering he heard no one speaking at the other end, only breathing. All of a sudden, his head began to spin and a huge headache erupted in his poor brain. He f***ed off to bed and emerged a few days later only when he felt fully recovered. Right, okay. Just to think, I thought you were totally talking like the poltergeist, his head began to spin. <laughs> ah, my neck! <laughs> I thought something weird was going on, but no. you mean he had a really bad migraine? Yes, and he had to go to bed and sleep it off. Right, okay. For two days. Poor guy. Later on, Bender initiated something called World Contact Day, or C-Day, on March 15th, 1953, where he asked the IFSP members to mentally recite a letter he'd written in an attempt to make telepathic contact with alien life. Bender's efforts only further pissed off the MIBs as he reported worsening odd phenomena such as glowing-eyed strangers, which I'll tell you about in a sec, telepathic hypnotism, levitation, and a smell of burning sulfur that repeatedly permeated his attic room. Okay, we've had the sulfur before, haven't we, as well? Yeah, yeah, it's a reoccurring theme, apparently. Uh, Just another one of those intimidation tactics that these workers use. That's like the smell of eggs, isn't it? Like, gone off eggs. It's generally associated with the paranormal. Like, so if you smell sulfur, it's supposed to be the sign of, like, demons or ghosts or poltergeists or, you know, even aliens and stuff like that. Is it always meant to be bad things? I think so. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like um, the aura it gives off. It's just, it's like, bad. So (laughs) the, the things that follow it are also bad such as the smells. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So it wouldn't be your great Aunt Mildred then? No, no, you know, Mildred ain't going to be coming up the stairs to wish you a happy birthday or, you know, a good night or something, give you a hug in bed, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, fucking, what is that eggy stench? <laughs> it's just me, darling. Oh, it's Mildred in black. And then, you know, set the fucking kids on her. <laughs> I mean, the tank and the karate master to, to see her off. <laughs> she did have some flatulence problems, though, to be fair. Yeah, well, I mean, we can't blame her for that, but she really just does need to stop eating an all-egg diet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't help anyone. That's what killed her. So one day, a few days after the spooky call that sent him to bed for a few days, Bender thought, might just go to the cinema then. So off he went. After the film, he was walking home. It was late at night, and he was sure that he was being followed. He did, however, make it home unharmed, but it wasn't over. When he returned home and he was making his way up to his horror room, he noticed that there was an ominous glow emanating from the crack under his door. He opened it and was hit by the same old smell of sulfur, but not only that, but there was a bright reflective object hovering right in front of him. He smacked the light switch, turning the light on, which obviously freaked the shiny bugger out because it f***ed off, and when his eyes finally readjusted to the light, he noticed that some of his UFO files and research had been rifled through. Mm, okay. So it's like these things are getting into his house, they're checking out what information he knows, they're seeing what he's doing, 
keeping an eye on him. Yeah. But again, undeterred, in November of 1952, Bender, again, decided to hit the theatre, because he obviously didn't learn from the first time. Stay away from the cinema, you daft cunt. (laughs) (laughs) But this time, as he was watching the film, he felt eyes on him, like he was being watched, and with a sense of unease, he began to side-eye the room, looking for the culprit. At this, a human-shaped figure materialised a few seats down from him that was again wearing the dark suit, but Bender couldn't see his eyes because instead, the creeper had what seemed to be two glowing bulbs in their place, staring directly at him, which is f***ing creepy shit. Yeah, it's almost like one of those jack-o'-lantern things. You mean a jack-o'-lantern? Yeah. Well, like a pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, maybe if had it opened its mouth, it would have come out of there too. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, they always forget to open the mouths, these idiots. I think he's had a gob full of popcorn and he didn't want to accidentally spit it all over him. No, fair enough. Yeah, that would have been rude. That would have been awful, yeah. Bad form. So again, at this, the dizziness set in and the nausea rose. He shut his eyes to try and steady himself, but when he opened them, the MIB had gone. He tried to forget about it and carry on with the film, but again, he felt the horrible feeling of being watched. He looked about, but couldn't see the guy where he was sat before. So he turned around, and the figure was now sat behind him. So this time, he got up and f***ed home very fast. Over the following months, though, these horrible things became his new norm. Dizziness, nausea, shadowy figures hiding in the corners, sulfurous smells wafting through his house, poltergeist activity would plague him, moving his belongings, headaches would come for days at a time, and finally, in July 1953, three men in black visited him at his home, instructing him to cease all UFO-related work. Telepathically, they conveyed, stop publishing. They confiscated copies of magazines and a letter, leaving behind a yellow fog and the stench of sulfur. This encounter left Bender deeply unnerved and unable to eat for days. The men in black continued to make their presence known, ultimately leading to Bender's decision to shut down the IFSP in October 1953, citing telepathic messages, headaches, and surreal warnings. The final issue of Space Review contained a cryptic message, stating that the mystery of flying saucers was known, but withheld by a higher source, advising caution for those involved in saucer work. Wow, so for a good sort of three months, they'd been plaguing him. Yeah. And eventually he caved. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think he was very certain that through all these creepy happenings that were going on around him, that they could probably cause him some kind of pain or death. Yeah, that's, uh, so they're they're just bullies. Essentially, yeah. But, you know, the paranormal kind, the ones that can really f*** you up. Okay. You know, like, move your toothbrush and... Make your house smell of eggs. (laughs) Yeah, they'll do it as well, just when they know you've got visitors coming around. Exactly, yeah. Your your mum's coming around for a nice cup of tea and a scone. Oh, eggy house. How'd you like that, you bastard? Stop looking at lights in the sky. I I, I literally was just looking to see what the noise was. It was a plane. I wasn't looking at your stupid UFO, okay? Oh, well, don't tell anyone about it. Wasn't going to. <laughs> By the way, have you got the money for the skylight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, we've, we've completed the work in the in the dining room. Yeah, your beautiful new skylight is complete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who do I pay? We're not telling you. That's a secret, you bastard. <laughs> They've got this business model all wrong. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, they do the work and then don't tell you where to send the funds. Yeah, they just plague you with eggs. <laughs> Head men in black sat there. It's like, we're hemorrhaging money, mate. You know, we're losing money left, right, and centre. We've installed 1,500 skylights. We've gone through 10,000 pounds worth of eggs, and we haven't made a dollar. Yeah, but his house stinks. Good job, yeah. They're all like, a big group of them. Like, one goes, yeah. They all just join in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
It's not like there's just no discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Eggy houses for everyone. Yeah. 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 So the level of fear that they brought to this man's life simply for having an interest suggests that there may be something so secret that they just don't want discovering. But annoyingly, it only makes it more intriguing. And finally, Jordan, just to show you the level that MIBs will go to to instill fear and highlight the potential powers that they possess, I have one final story for you, and that is the story of Dr. Herbert Hopkins. Never heard of him. This is one of the more popular stories in the world of ufology, and it is f***ing scary, pal. So Hopkins was working as a consultant on a UFO investigation in Maine, where he experienced an unsettling turn of events. He received a phone call one evening from an individual claiming to be a UFO community activist. The caller requested a visit to discuss the case. Hopkins obliged, and within minutes, the mysterious man arrived at his door. Wearing the obvious, a black suit, tie, lacking hair and eyebrows, and possessed an extremely pale complexion. And upon the man's entry, Hopkins' dog reacted out of character, erratically barking at the f***ing bugger. After the visitor's questioning of Hopkins about the UFO case had ended, the encounter took a dark turn. The bastard in black revealed that he somehow knew of two coins that sat in Hopkins' pockets. The MIB asked Hopkins to remove one, so he did. He held out a shiny penny, and the MIB instructed Hopkins to closely observe the coin. After a brief moment, the coin transformed, taking on a silvery, shimmering appearance. It seemed to lose focus, and then it gradually faded and ultimately vanished. The MIB said that the coin would never be visible on this plane again, and then ominously asked if Hopkins had ever heard of the UFO abductee Barney Hill. Hopkins said he had indeed heard of Barney Hill. The MIB revealed that when Hill died, he had no heart. Much like Hopkins no longer had a coin, and Hopkins got the message loud and clear. The MIB was suggesting that Hopkins should dispose of any material related to the UFO case he had thus far, or his heart could share the same fate of that of the penny. Deeply disturbed by the encounter, Hopkins heeded the creeper's advice and burned all files associated with the case. That's awful. Pretty f***ing scary, innit? Yeah. That just shows, like, I mean, like, they've got powers as well. They're not just creepy bastards, they have, like magic powers and can make shit disappear so another reason for i'm pretty certain that is not a government official well i mean like like i said before they could just be working with demons who give them powers oh i see or they could be working with magic they could be working in the occult somehow but yeah but still not just your average officer oh no it's not just gonna be like some guy you know like join up day one by the way you're an mib here's a magic ring Go and stop people talking about aliens and install many skylights. Yeah, and maybe they <laughs> hire really good magicians. Possibly, yeah. Like, I know that people normally have coins in the pocket. Take one out, <laughs> it just does a really cool trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, have you got your application in yet? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Interview is on Monday. Nice one. Well, let me know how it goes. I will do. Just so you know, I've got an interview to become an alien. On Monday. Have you? I've always thought you'd fit. Thank you. You and I might be working in quite close quarters, Jordan. Oh, that's the only reason I signed up. And me too. I heard you had. <laughs> you know, I saw that. I saw you were in the the interview pool, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment my co-host. I'm gonna be an alien, and we can inflict some horrors on some unsuspecting human people together. You know, just as as, as good buddies were intended to do. Absolutely, yeah. 
because we're such good guys. I just love terrorizing dirty humans. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting into the role, you know, I'm just trying to method act, you know, step into the role, step into the part. Aliens. Aliens are awesome. Humans are shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till loads of alien people now show up thinking that you're best friends. Yeah, I'll shit myself. <laughs> I just get like shaken awake at three in the morning. It's like, here, here, we're here for the interview. <laughs> like my wife just rudely awoken to be screaming the house down. Yeah. But actually, you wake up sort of cocooned, so your screams are not heard. <laughs> oh, shit. I was just thinking, like, after, like, I wake my wife up and she wakes up, like, they automatically disappear. And then in my cupboard is you just going, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> Take the coin out. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ian, I got the job. <laughs> yay, yay me. <laughs> Bye, don't tell anyone. I've learned some coin tricks. Ian, have you got a coin? No, it's 3am. <laughs> Go get one, will you? I've got something cool to show you. <laughs> no, Go on. <laughs> Nice skylight, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> I enjoyed that while you were asleep. Always the skylight. <laughs> What's the smell of eggs, man? <laughs> yeah, fight. <laughs> Girl, Jordan. Not Jordan, I'm a man in black. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an actual conversation between us, really, doesn't it? It genuinely does. I mean, it has literally just happened. Yeah. So. <laughs> brilliant anyway that is the end of my retelling for now of men in black i have a lot more information to go through i was interesting though i've not heard of most of that good glad to bring you some new knowledge yeah for for better or worse i don't know how useful that will really be but uh, i enjoyed it nonetheless (laughs) you just made me take a good hard look at my life (laughs) what is the point of all this information What has my life been so far? I think the point is entertainment, isn't it? And just pondering. Yeah, you keep trying to dig yourself out. (laughs) Because what the f*** else will there be? (laughs) Anyway, bring me up. Bring me back up, Jordan. Cheer me up. I want to hear some fess holes. All right. So... You know they say a confession is good for the soul? So I've been told. Well, that might go to some way explaining the huge popularity of Fesshole, a Twitter account, or X account, I mean, what do people say these days, with over a million followers where members of the public can anonymously share their confessions and embarrassing stories. If you recall, last year I was reading through this account while I was waiting at the airport for a flight. I do recall. I am always checking it. And I thought, since it's always being updated, Mm -hmm. why not check and see what nuggets of gold there have been this past year? Nice. So, starting off, we've got, Once I took a shower at a friend's house, hoping that his hot mum would walk in on me. (sighs) Instead, his dad did. And not only did he not know I was in the shower, but he also took a shit. (laughs) Stunk the bathroom out, and then his hot mum found me walking out of the stinking bathroom. I read that one, right? And my first thought was, what was this person expecting to happen when the mother came in? I don't know. It would be some sort of fantasy, won't it? Yeah, he's been watching far too much pornographic material. Yeah, who'd do that, weirdos? Fucking disgusting. Unless his fantasy was, the hot mum walks in and goes, oops, sorry, and shuts the door. And he's like, oh, yeah. A fantasy come true. That's what you hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Janine, get me more toilet roll. Them eggs have gone right through me. Oh God, yeah. Better lash, she walks in. And it's like fucking stinks of eggs. Who's that in the shower? Oh, my fantasies come true again. Another one. Shot on cash and hungry while between jobs, I posed as a blind homeless beggar. 
I was doing all right until some fuckwad came along and stole the money out of the hat I was using. And I couldn't have stopped him, could I? Otherwise, people would have known I'm not really blind. Well, fucking annoying. <laughs> See, had it been me, I mean, not saying that I would do this or I've ever thought it through, but uh, I would have tied the thing to my wrist. So if anyone tried to steal it, I could at least then go, oh, help me, someone's trying to steal my thing. So, like, you don't have to then get up and chase after them, but you could pretend to have been alerted to someone trying to steal it. Yeah, I get you. But what if it's just some cash in a hat and they just took loads of the notes out? I don't know. You got me. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Right, yeah. <laughs> you have to find some other way in. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Years of planning that. I'm just looking out for you. Well, just give me money then. <laughs> yeah. Stop forcing me to pretend to be a blind beggar. I wasn't forcing you. It was your idea. Yeah, but I'm like, hey, man, can I borrow like four quid? And you're like, no. You hand me a, a, a cup and some glasses and you're like, see what you can do with those, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. I hated peas as a child, so my mother would hide a pea in my roast dinners every Sunday. Every week I would finish my dinner, then victoriously leave the solitary pea alone on my plate. I'm 44 now, and yesterday she confessed that actually she used to hide two peas. The twat. Oh! <laughs> mum one, child nothing. Yeah, sounds like mum ten billion. Well, I mean, imagine how much of a world of goodness eating one pea every f***ing dinner has done <laughs> yeah. for him. I mean, what, is he some kind of superhuman now? Po- I mean, possibly. Possibly. Maybe that was the actual origin story of Superman. <laughs> Sue-pea-man. <laughs> I mean, I eat peas, you know, <laughs> with with a fair amount of meals, 800s, and I'm still a fat <laughs> shit, so right. I don't know where I'm going wrong. The, see, the thing is, he only ate one single pea. The one. Is that the trick, is it? Could be. Because also, have you heard about the sweet corn? Apparently you turn into a green giant. What? Yeah. Can you combine them? Like, get like if you eat the pea, you're Superman. One sweet corn, you're a green giant. Mix them together, you become like I don't know, a horse or something. <laughs> I was thinking if if someone eats sweet corn and becomes a green giant, if someone eats a pea, do they become like a yellow dwarf? (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Overheard a bloke at work bragging about his £300 earbuds. So every time he's on a Teams call, I now ask him to speak up or to repeat himself. (laughs) It's caught on now. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) Just out of spite. (laughs) Making him feel bad for uh, being proud of his purchases and and the things he's worked hard for. Wow, what a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. They must be from the Men in Black headquarters. Possibly. (laughs) How's your sky like, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, what was that? Another one says, Car's automatic gearbox shit itself, and I was staring down the barrel of 7.5k repair job. Gingerly drove the car home to think it over, and someone drive right up my ass and wrote it off. I couldn't stop smiling at the side of the road, like the guy thought I was a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not all bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I guess um, by that he means he he could claim all the insurance. Exactly. Nice. And he ends up just with a new car. Okay, so what you're saying is I should buy a car for five quid wait by the side of the road for someone to drive into me and then i can just claim on the insurance yeah that's it thanks for the tip there jordan yeah you're very welcome is this another bout of your unethical life hacks (laughs) hey i didn't tell you this one (laughs) you just put two and two together (laughs) i just figured that one out 11 hours of work has finally woken my brain up 
Exactly. I am not saying to do that. Of course not. Yeah. Only, only horrible people would do that. Yeah. Low lives. <laughs> this is another one. Wanted to give my boyfriend something sexy for Christmas. I asked him for the one forbidden thing he wanted, assuming it would be a threesome. I even had the girl lined up. Is this the one where he wants a good hard pegging? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pegging. He wanted pegging. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know. Yeah. Go for it, lad. Yeah, why not? Just grit your teeth. Y- your body is yours to enjoy how you please. So if you want a good art pegging and, and your other half is down for doing it, enjoy. You know, f- go for your life, pal. Absolutely, yeah. You only live once. Take it deep. <laughs> Another one. Not sure why, but I pissed in a wine bottle, then left it out. The cleaner put the piss bottle in the fridge. I had a date back at my house, and she helped herself to a glass of my piss. (laughs) She she asked, what the f*** is wrong with this wine? (laughs) I then tried some, said it was cocked, and threw it away. Oh, man. I read that one right as well, and the thing that freaked me out about it was, he said at the beginning, for some reason. Oh, yeah. So, it's not as if he was thinking, oh, shit, I need to go to the toilet, but I can't get there, or I'm locked in this room and have to wee somewhere. He just thought, yeah. there's a wine bottle, might have a piss in that. So he, <laughs> yeah. took, he just literally did it for no reason. Yeah, the, the quote was, not sure why. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, not sure why. Just like there's a wine bottle, I don't need a wee, why not? Yeah, fucking mental. And then, and then proceeded to leave it out. But th- not just that. But the other thing I realised is, it, say, if this cleaner did put it back in the fridge, yeah, he knows it's in the fridge. Just bin it. Yeah, groom. Penultimate one. I once told my incessantly chatty child that they only had a limited number of words they can speak in their lifetime. Oh God! Keep talking, they would run out. <laughs> Worked for a while. That's a horrible thing to say to your child. <laughs> it's funny what the hell that's awful <laughs> it is pretty cruel yeah i mean I, I mean if i was a child and someone said that to me i'd be thinking like what if i get to 50 i mean like how many words do i have is there any way to check do i need to log in somewhere to check how many i've got left what if it runs out at a crucial moment like you're at your wedding do you take this woman to be your lovely wedded wife and then you go yeah. to speak and nothing comes out the thing is when you're asking these questions you've just used up about three billion words three billion <laughs> Yeah, well done. Good good counting there, Jordan. Yeah, oh, no, well, it's, it's my talent. As well as being damn sexy. <laughs> Natural born talent, should I say. <laughs> and final one. <laughs> Nobody will dine at my house anymore. Ever since my husband said one of the ingredients of the food we served has got cumin. He meant cumin. Oh. Uh... Dip shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty big faux pas to be saying, like with a big smirk on your face, like, just so you know, guys, one of the ingredients has come in. <laughs> Find out which one. You know, just drop one of the plates on the table and just walk back, arms out, like a shitty mic drop. It's when they're all like... <laughs> one guy's like, I think it's the, I think it's the mash. <laughs> yeah. Scraping everyone else's plate onto his. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to finish that? I still dine at his house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was my fess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell your wife that you didn't mean cumin. No, <laughs> you did mean cumin. <laughs> I don't have cumin in the house. Got some au naturel here. Exactly, yeah. 
Homemade. Delicious. <laughs> Salty. Oh, God. Well, thank you for bringing us a, a second part of Fesshole. I would love to actually know if this is actually sort of 52 episodes from that first one, just to just see if it's like the anniversary, purely just for my own entertainment, but it'd be interesting to know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably almost, if it isn't exactly. Couldn't tell you. I, I will double, double check, right, and I'll fill you in next week, all right? Please do. You got it. <laughs> so does that about bring us round to the end of today's episode, Mr. Magical? Yes, it does. Fantastical news. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend into your dining room. Show them the skylight that the MIB has recently installed for a very low, low price of one egg, which they then <laughs> threw at you and you now smell. And then take them to your fantastic MP3 player, click play, start jigging out to some. Two guys, what's up? Naturally. Tell your friend about us, because they will love it. Lovely. But if you would also like to get in touch with us, our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode, which you can click on and be jetted off to every link that you will ever need for all your Two Guys What's Up essentials. Want to get your own Two Guys What's Up t-shirt? Click the link! Want to get your own Two Guys What's Up branded century egg signed by every man in black in England? Click the link! Want to get your own Two Guys What's Up cumin? <laughs> Click that link. Just turn up with it <laughs> in a big pot. Oh, it's sloshing around. Oh, man. No. <laughs> Don't forget, we now have a Patreon where you can find all your two guys' What's Up extras, including pin badges, shout outs, t shirts, and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices, well, now you can get more because we've released bonus episodes which come out on the last Friday of every month. There's currently six sitting up there waiting for your ears to just go in, audibly gobble up that audio goodness. And all that is available right now, starting with the bonus episodes for just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. The link will of course be down below for your But if you can't do that, but you still like to help us out, then a five star rating and review in your podcast app of choice would be the best way to do that for us and we would be eternally grateful. We would indeed emotionally. But on that note, thanks for listening guys. You have an amazing week and we will See you next Monday. Ciao. Excuse me. You all right? Uh, Yeah, I'm just dying a little. Okay, all right. Try not to do that. Told what to do.